who the hell are we, and why should you listen to anything we have to say? Well, as far as myself, I have an MBA, securities licenses, and clients' net worth for decades for $15 million. They have $50 million. So you only can keep clients like that if you use decision science. You use logic and you use math and you have a vast network of people that you tap in to their knowledge to benefit your clients. Because because of my securities and licenses, I have a fiduciary responsibility to protect the public. Now, for me to make money and live a good lifestyle here in Southern California, I have to consistently make my client money. And more than that, provide them with the right intellectual, financial resources so we all could be happy. So I translate that, my career, who I am, into sports betting to give you, of all people, the tools you need to put money in your pocket. Betting on college and professional sports. Why do I do it? I do it because I just got tired of listening to the bullshit from ESPN, from Fox Sports. Constant ton, Big Ten channel, constant ton of just crap. So since I watch a lot of sports, since I have a lot of contacts in the sports industry, I decided to share information, good, solid. I have a journalism background as well, well well-sourced information so we can all help each other get to the truth or at least get close to the truth. Elon Musk said, if you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. So what we do is we collaborate. The sports betting is about collaboration. We collaborate with each other to get as close to the truth as possible to predict outcomes. And since we live in a $134 trillion U.S. market, the richest country in the world, for now, there's enough money for everybody where we do not have to be over competitive. But we teach decision science. We teach uh, mental health, mental health first aid kit. We teach uh, different methods, the nuts and bolts, right, of how to pick an investment, how to analyze an investment, right? And sports betting is an investment of your time and your money. So you have to have a very disciplined process, right? Every podcast is a business meeting with a purpose, a specific purpose in a specific outcome. So the purpose is to get to the closest part of the truth as possible. Elon Musk states that If you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. We don't have the resources Elon Musk has. So as a result, we get as close to the truth as possible.
right? That's the purpose. And the outcome has been uh, $250,000 on the picks we've made on the podcast for free before the games, obviously. And, the, you know, around two hundred fifty to 300000 that people have reported to us. Now, we think it's 10 times more because a lot of people have made money off the podcast and don't report it because they don't want to give us any money, whatever. We don't care. Yeah. You're the toughest, um, smartest guy. You're in the wrong room. Because when I Not always right now, like dinner, he's like, uh, we've been on the podcast two years. Oh, oh, we've done 60% NFL. We want to get to 70%. We're in the 59%. You can pay for your apartment and not live off your parents. 59%, right? So we're way above that. Uh, on a podcast last year. And I opened the windows. This is going to be a reaction podcast. And in the beginning, we'll go for some ground rules. Not really that cold, though. Agrees with with his reactions. So uh, Scott's a smart, right? We can live in Vegas off his judgment, uh, placing bets. <laughs> we can live and make no, a living. Here no of that baby. I have four words to say. Well recommended from Jim Coventry. No, I, I have four words to say. By the way. Go ahead. I love John Rom. <laughs> Yeah, he's 9 1, and he got John Rom 850. Right? 850. Yep. We have four agreements, right? So, and for those watching, you can see the four agreements. Those on the the book, The Four Agreements by uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. And, uh, this book. Jim and I use this every day. We talked about it. Yes. We can sell Jim's ebook. This, this ebook is about marriage. I'm so excited. Like, you know, another So, Scott's that's who he is. That's who Scott is. And that's why you should listen to what he has to say today. <laughs> I love John Rom. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm just kidding. 9 to 1, 850. Yeah, you know, you just you just get one of those feels and you do a little bit of research, which I never, you know, I always do. I never don't, I don't go into a, a, a event or a game without researching it. That's the number two rule of betting. And Scott knows that I'm big on research. Don't I love it. Without research. I've made so much money doing research for super rich people. You're shocked. What you gave this guy five million dollars and you didn't get his credit report? Yeah. yeah. That, instead of arguing, saying, "Oh my God," I said, "Okay, wire me fifteen thousand dollars. I'll hook you up, man. I got you." By doing research, it's so important. Right, and and, and I'll say this: I had the John Rom pick, but I did pick Brooks Kepka to win the second, be the leader after the second round, not win it, be the leader. And people will say, well, you know, you're going to get, no, I'm not going against what I, what I initially bet. There's four rounds in the golf tournament. He's not going to lead every, all four rounds. There is going to be a different leader. And Kepka was the leader after the second round. So, and then, you know, Rom started to, to 
pan in. And that, and that's that's the thing you got to look at. How do these guys close? Golf tournaments are about closing. They're not about how you do in the first three rounds. They're about how you close in the in the end. Tiger Woods is the greatest closer in golf. Greatest closer in golf. So in his prime, you every time he got the lead after the third round, it was good as gold that he was winning that tournament. So that's why. And John Rahm is a really good closer. And that's why it's one of the reasons I picked him is because once he gets the lead, he closes it. And as you saw yesterday, everybody struggled except for John Rahm. And and Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson played really well yesterday, too. But John Rahm is a good closer. From way back. Yes. Yep. Yep. Those guys came from way back, but Rom was always in the lead and he closed. So you gotta you gotta know you gotta know that. That we're gonna talk about because in this podcast, the 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 deal is how did George Navarro, right? Uh, Scott's in his fifties, I'm in his fifties, both live in uh, high tax, high rent places. So we'd be dead if we didn't know something about them. You gotta learn from your surroundings, and just because you're 50 years old doesn't mean you know everything. Actually, it means you have to relearn a lot of things, and you have to learn new things because yep. you want to get to 70. <laughs> That's 20 years from now, so we still gotta do some things with uh, diet and nutrition. We can come back. Yep. Can't make mistakes. Last week, this all goes in a series, and it all ties in together. Right, high percentages betting on sports because that's what Scott and I like to do, and we're good enough to again uh, earn a living doing it. Yeah, I agree. And uh, the thing that I always did when going into coaching was this: never always empty your bucket. You know, it's the same thing when you go into game. Same thing when you learn about George Navarro, uh, Jason Service. The Stroniches and stuff, you always empty the bucket and relearn it again. Right. And, that, and that's exactly what I did, what I'm doing with, with all of them again. I'm, I'm, last year was great, great stuff that we did, but you have to relearn it again because there's changes that happen every day, basically. So that's that's my theory. Because yeah. the question is, right? Or do you keep any Right? So yep. uh, we'll do this next week. I'll go through the 10. He just got his uh, command. Um, There's 10 that, uh, that I, I kind of wanted to dance and then I get Scott's uh, reaction to it. We'll do it again, right? But, yeah. One of this, one of those is do not go back to the scene of a perfect time. This episode, which we're tomorrow. Number two, two crimes at the same time. And you're like, Josh, I'm not a criminal. Uh, do you speed? Oh, yeah, I've sped before. Yeah, he doesn't do. Have you talked on your phone while speeding? Yes, well, that's going to just speeding right now. Just looking on your phone might not, but now yeah. you're high risk yeah. in looking at your phone. Really is a good so pulls you over and gives you a five hundred dollar ticket. You violated. Don't commit two crimes at the same time. 
Exactly. Exactly. And, and just because you got caught speeding in that one space, don't think you won't get caught again. Because inevitably you will. So. All right. So this is going to be a reaction video. Yep. For and this is going to be a reaction podcast for the podcast people. So the first reaction we're going to get from you, Scott, and then we're going to go prime references, right, for podcast episodes. I'm going to look at this is Anna. Anna is a therapist for 18 years, master therapist. Now she's using the therapy of the dog we just bought. It's very interesting. This is from the DSM. Well, I sent him my itinerary, and he goes, okay. But, um, it's great. See you next time. Right? And the disorder is something that stops you from making a living. Uh, for lack of a better word, so for the highbrow people, it would be something that makes you not function well, right? No soul. For the, our guys in the hood, right? Because I lived in the hood. Mm -hmm. People who are yeah, middle class. Some of the patio and chairs. The well, living room, kitchen are connected. Something that you really the fuck you up. Bedroom, just one bedroom, and then yeah, about the gallery being quarantined. Anti personality disorder. When I go through it, think about people in your life. Yes, there's no stove. The suites have right. stoves and laundry and all that stuff in there. Uh, if she didn't, she can't say But I suspect being a regular guy. The George Navarro and a little bit of Jason Service. Like Randy Reed and Bill Bellamy, right? So that's the personality disorder. Scott's reaction on that. And then mm -hmm. it's like a hotel. Navarro story. It's really not. And we'll go through that. And again, don't go back to the the scene of a, of a perfect crime. Yeah, the same weeks, yeah, same three weeks, same Or do you mean your aggression? See, they're doing, they're, making, they're doing the pool over, so they're extending the pool. He so just, the pool is going to be like right near our units. Capita. So he really just, you know, the people. you go out there with 13 whole ladies. You know what I mean? But, right? He just, they're trying to improve things, you know what I mean? You know, he gets a couple of good shots, hits an eagle, he's in it. Yeah. So that's what Rom's handled it better than we did here in the You saw the caddy with a, he did a better job than we did. The, the master, hey, struck a little bit. He hey, what's going on with Trump? They're raining all weekend. The grounds are are uh, wet. Yeah. That as we get into it. About about the the so basically you you Navarro who we're talking about. No. You know, we'll, yeah. No. We'll go through the process. You're cool with the process. Yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we talk about evidence, we're not lawyers. Yep. Right. Okay. Everybody understands each other. This is what we look at evidence, and even uh, our Twitter posts, whatever. This is what we say evidence is. Let's see if Scott agrees, right? Evidence is defined by information and events that can be. Uh, uh, Marilago, with the, uh, the, 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 the
that he's not in the right to say. New evidence with corroboration of the. Isn't that stripper? Isn't he getting into trouble with that? Documentation with corroboration. That was Scott's wife back there talking about stripping. We'll find out what the full stripper conversation is later. Eyewitness testimony with several sources that corroborate the eyewitness testimony, right? And prob probability theory is where variables are eliminated, eliminated to a logical conclusion. So that's what I do for work, right? So decision science. Decision science is you use math. After you come up with the math, you define the problem, right? After you define the problem, you analyze the problem, and you eliminate variables and covariables until they are eliminated to its most logical conclusion. And then that conclusion in turn has an 80% probability of happening, right? So, because there's always a 20% luck factor. So that's probability theory and decision science all wrapped up into one. Does that make sense? Uh, Scott, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, you have to think about what you're doing. And obviously, Mr. Navarro did not think about what he was doing. Because as we've said last, last year on the pod, and we'll say it again this year, is don't send any emails out. Right. Don't have any high-level conversations about what you're doing. Because if you do, there's always a hidden microphone around someplace, especially when the conversation becomes a strange conversation that you never thought you'd be talking about, you go and talk about it. So he was not smart to do what he did, you know, as we talked about last year and this year, so. Exactly. All right, so let's go through anti-personality disorder. <clears throat> do you know somebody like this, right? So anti-personality disorder. And what you have to do, what Anna does, is you have to have five out of the seven. Then you have this disorder, right? So disorder, where a highbrow is something that makes you dysfunctional. For people uh, lower lower middle class to upper middle class, this is something that can really fuck you up <laughs> if you have this personality. Right? <laughs> it's fucking up the stripper that Scott's wife's talking about there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so anti-personality disorder. And for me, you know, when you talk about a stripper, for me, I lived with your roommate, friends, we're friends to this day. A stripper for me it really means prostitute. Well, porn star prostitute. Yes. Let's get into it. Number one is a lack of remorse. Shit happens, stuff happens. They do not care. They don't give a All right. Number two, freaking lying. They're always not saying the truth. They're always saying, on to Baltimore. Right? I gotta do a They're saying the truth. Yeah, British soldier shirt, da 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 da. Who's on the injury report? They're always lying about the injury report. Back at that empathy. You know, again, you broke your arm. They're like, okay, your other arm's fine. <laughs> oh, your mom just died. Oh, really? Okay, be to work at eight. They lack. They lack empathy. Superficial farm. Oh, they're like, oh, congratulations. And they shake your hand. Da, da, da. And you can tell their mind something else. They yep. really 
positive emotions, right? You know, the court throws a touchdown and everybody's happy. They won the game. He put an angry look on his face and saying, was that the right read, Tom? I know you said that the Super Bowl, but I'm asking you, was it the right read? Oh, God. And, uh, lack of positive emotions, right? Stone face. They, even when something good happens. Yeah. Distorted sense of self. I am the greatest of all time. Doing so on the next contract, I'm going to have to be president. The organization doesn't know what The next contract, I'm going to have to be president. Oh, the only people that can coach on this staff have to be either related to me or part of the networking group of my best friend. It's pretty cool, you know. Constant source of new sensation. They keep getting divorced. They keep getting a new girlfriend. They go from one hobby to the next. Cars, the next thing is gambling. Rippers, the Scott's wife. They keep going on and on and on. Constantly looking for new things. What do you think of the anti-personality disorder? And do you know people like this? Boy, that's a Bill, that's a perfect uh, Bill Belichick uh, references. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I was thinking when you were doing it. I didn't even mention his name. I just describing patterns of behavior. Yeah, to be honest, I did work with somebody like that. A lot of those behaviors were in that person. Um, you know, when something went well, same reaction as when something didn't go well. And people say, ah, uh, you know, that's he's just level-headed and and you know, straight down the middle. And no, that's not the case. When somebody goes something goes well, you you usually show something, a smile. You know, you laugh, your your mood becomes much, much better. Something like that. And, you know, to be honest, when whenever you hit a bet, you're always happier because the money's coming in. Or whenever, you know, whenever you throw a touchdown pass, you're always happier because you threw a touchdown pass. So just like we did last year, uh, this will be George Navarro part one. Yes. Overview. We're getting very detailed to do a good job. Like you said, always empty the bucket. Don't yeah. do it half that. So we're going to give you some in-depth into George Navarro. So this is an overview. We'll get into details in a second. Right? Yeah, so what you're talking about, the bet, right, is in a, the thing about money, right? So literally, uh, People say, okay, you're an expert. Well, I have academic part of it, right? I have an MBA. Yeah. What that means is that I, that I can sit in a place for long periods of time and read, and I'm a good test taker. Yeah. Yeah. L listen, right? I have a client, $50 million that I've had for a decade. So I applied what I sat for about money. And then I had somebody that I proved to. And then I lose the 25 pounds, and she's like, oh, you know, so to live in this country. So that's the personality about me knowing right. about it. Right. And the, and the way I, I look at look at myself in terms of the betting, the fantasy football, all this other stuff is I, I'm not any better than the next person. 
I just research and do the homework and listen and, and do and read and take in what I know. And that's how, that's how I, I'm really good at this because a lot of people just go to the window and, and just say, I, I like the Yankees over the Orioles. They just do that because they're a Yankees fan. Right. Why are you picking that? Right. You need to give reasons. And, and that's why as we go back to, to Jim, He's a big he's a big person in terms of fantasy and betting. Why? Because he goes into the reasons and that helps the betting. So you have to have that's reasons. Nobody does yeah. that. No. So so that that's what it is. So, so see, when you think about money, it's very complicated because yeah. it won't we'll tackle this, right? Part one, we'll tackle this in part two. Eighty percent of pro athletes end up broke. I had no I can't say who my clients are, but I had a client. Who had made over $20 million. Yeah. Safety with the New Orleans Saints and the Saints in Atlanta uh, Falcons. Uh, I usually don't help people like this. I helped him because he was referred to me with somebody. Right. They wanted help. And he was down to his last $28,000. That's what, what do I do? You know, in a, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking. Glenn Edwards. Remember Glenn Edwards for his um, four Super Bowl? I do. I do. Our front door as a junior of high school, asking my mom, my family, if he could cut the grass. What my mom did was say, hey, you teach Josh here how to cut the grass, and we'll pay you. Josh is going to cut the grass, do everything. You just instruct him, and we'll pay. That's Glenn Edwards. So Glenn Edwards won four Super Bowl rings, was dead broke, came to my door, and asked to cut the grass. So from then on, I've been, I've been thinking, how did people lose all this money, right? And worst day of my life was my mom. Second worst day of my entire life, believe it or not. And I don't know why. Did you go to my therapist? Because Anna can't answer it. She can't be a therapist. It's against the law to be your husband there. But I need to go to a therapist because I'm like, why is this so depressing? Was when I went to an auto parts store in Tampa, Florida. And I look at the guy next to me in the worst horrible smell I ever smelled in my life is Daryl Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry was high on crack at the auto parts store, sweating. His eyes was going all, all over the place, crazy. And I remember going back to my apartment and I didn't talk to anybody for like three days because it was so depressing. I remember watching the Mets when he came up from AAA and he had a, a, a 500 uh, foot blast foul. And, you know, he ended up striking out, but I remember, uh, you know, the broadcaster saying, hey, this this is a phenom. This guy is going to have a great Hall of Fame career. And to then see him at the auto parts store, all high and high on crack, worst day ever. So I'm always like, how the hell did this happen, right? And we'll get into George tomorrow. We'll do a quick overview uh, so what is your reaction to that stuff? Yeah, so when you see these guys with a lot of money, especially when you're 20 years old, 21 years old, you, as you said, your mind is not formed completely. So they make bad investments. They go to the clubs. They help their friends out. They, they buy houses, cars, boats, whatever. And that's why people may have no money after their career is over because all they know is, Hey, I got in all this money. Now I'm going to spend it back out again. They don't have a financial person. They don't have a, 
uh, you know, somebody like Josh in their life that, well, that yeah, they, they have them. Yeah, they have someone. That's someone, right? Ninety-five uh, percent of these people do not know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Why they get lucky? They don't know what to do. Number two is this anti-personality thing. This guy's an asshole. So I'm gonna. I know so much more about. Them. I will talk to you when I come. It's hard to get clients. It's not easy to get clients. Um, so fuck this guy. He's just gonna steal his money. Blah blah blah. Same thing when he goes to the judge or whatever. It's the anti-personality disorder. If they have this disorder, right? Yep. yep. Distorted sense of self. A lot of people are saying it's not the athlete's fault because it's the coaches, the people that live around them. To give this person distorted sense of self. And that's what happened to George Navarro. Yep. Yep. You have you have people in your life that stay you down the wrong path. And you have to be smart enough in your world to know that's not the path I want to go. This is the path I want to go. But sometimes your mind doesn't process that. You just go down the path that this so-called expert, so-called person says that this one you should go down instead of the, the next one. And that's the problem. And, that, and that's a huge problem. Because... I got like over a half a million impressions on this. And it's one of the, why did this tweet become so popular, right? 500,000 people. And it was because mm -hmm. I said the LSU gangster girls not shaking the Iowa girls' hands after the game. Yeah, yeah. And yep. you do that, right? Because remember the distorted sense of self. And I could see it. Those people defending this girl are not going to defend her when she loses all her money. Right. And you do that because then she can go to the Iowa girls and say, hey, I have a charity event and I need you to donate money. If right. she's shaking her hands after the game, they'll be like, oh, I remember you. That was a great game. You played great. You gave me a hug and shook my hand after the game. Da, da, da. Yep. Yeah, I'll donate. Now they're like, no, fuck you. I'm not donating you. Right? Exactly. Exactly. We'll, we'll get into the story last uh, next week. And, and next week, just to let you know, I'm, I have nothing planned for Monday. So we can go in two or four if you want, or whenever you want to do so. Yeah, yeah. We can do an hour next week. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Or tomorrow, quickly. He uh, was a horse groomer. And from horse groomer, uh, he ends up having $36 million. Then he blew it. So we'll tell you next week how he blew it. George, the uh, same as uh, uh, Jason Service, right? Uh, with this whole conspiracy. Yes. Deceiving horse regulators and horse racing officials, participant in these schemes sought to improve race performance, right? From horse checks in New York, New Jersey, Kentucky, Saudi Arabia. That's where they got in trouble, Saudi Arabia, for masking drugs, right? Compound and manufactured in unregistered facilities. And continued growth factors. So let's play this video from him. We'll get the your reaction, right? And then we'll get final thoughts. Okay. Famous Court Tavaro video. He only got a five thousand dollar fine for this, but this was his clue, right? Don't go, hey, don't commit two crimes at the same time. Don't go back to the place of a perfect crime, right? Let's listen to this uh, uh, video and get. It is just as good for people listening to on the podcast that people yeah. watch. We'll get Scott's reaction and last words. 
There's a lot going on in that video that we'll get to next week. Oh, God. That owner was self-destructing himself. He's, he was actually felt guilty about the 20000 That's why he confessed on that. What are your thoughts, Scott? Yeah, you know, again, it goes to the to the to what we said before. You don't know where cameras are. You don't know where, what is being taped. You don't know. Sometimes you lose track of what you're saying. You just say it. And and that's specifically what in this video right. is no idea where the cameras were. In fact, I think he looked at it once. He looked right. at the camera once that was hidden and didn't look at it again. So I he, you know, he a lot of money is being self-destructive. And you yes. feel guilty. They're not even self, they're supposed to be celebrating. They got twenty thousand some people make twenty thousand dollars in a whole year. Right. And just like Josh has said, and just like we have said on the podcast, do not bet more than you bet in other games because okay if you bet a thousand dollars in a game you have a feeling about two different things are going to happen in the game you just split the thousand dollars but to just throw money away shamelessly or just whatever and not know what you're doing is the wrong way to go it's just the total wrong way to go and and unfortunately george navarro and those people had no what was going on around? Oh my God, that was priceless. But it yeah, priceless. <laughs> it's right? priceless. It, it totally is priceless. You just out words. We'll get into it. You, you have to be guided what you say and watch what you say and what you send in an email too and a text message because all those things are being being watched. Anything you say or write can be used against you in court of law. Absolutely, no doubt. In the court of public opinion, or to get you divorced or to lose your job, or to lose a big client if you own a business, anything you say or write, right? Yep. Will be used against you. And we'll close with this. Uh, you don't have to give anybody any money. We don't have all the answers. We have a lot of answers. And the answers are directly applicable to you surviving and putting money in your pocket. Because like Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network.